Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find. I'm a self-improvement junkie, a certified professional coach, podcast host, and public speaker. And I'm a wife and mom of four teenagers. I'm an expert at helping people use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. How do I do this? By helping you realize your gifts and use them as your superpowers. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rare find voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, and successful enough or deal with a major life transition, such as getting married or getting divorced, changing jobs and having kids. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset and get out of your own way. So if you're ready to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep on listening because you are a rare find. So let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Rare Find Voices Podcast. This is your host, Robin Koenig, and I'm talking today about a topic that is deeply personal for me, but also I know comes up for a lot of people in various situations. And I'm talking about anxiety. And actually, the, the way I want to frame this up for you is with a question. And the question that I have is, How anxiously aware are you? So let me explain a little bit, but I'm going to caveat this because I am not an expert in mental health, nor do I claim to be. And I want to talk about this topic because it's something that I've experienced. And so my intention for today, for this episode, is to share with you my experience and my perspective on some of these things, but definitely do not take this as, you know, mental health advice or, you know, that again, this is not something I've studied at length or done research on, but I want to share with this with you. And so if you're willing to listen and kind of see where I'm coming from, perhaps this could be helpful for you. So I just wanted to put that out there to get these things started for today on this topic. So let me give you a little backstory. So the other day I was having a conversation with a friend. This is not a client of mine, but we were having a conversation and kind of almost like in passing, the conversation was talking about something she was struggling with. It was talking about um, going through a divorce and just all the stuff related to a process with court and, you know, just like it was just really, really overwhelming for her. And what she said to me was that she was anxiously aware of everything that was going on. And that really struck me. It was kind of like she painted a different picture when she said that phrase, that she was anxiously aware. And I kind of had to sit with it a little bit and just like really try and understand like, what she was saying beyond all of the context of everything else, because we talked a lot about that. And so I kind of like digested it. I didn't say anything about that in particular. And, you know, I started to think about like the whole idea around awareness and anxiety. And it was interesting because 
it brought me back to my experience and going through a divorce, which was now, gosh, it was more than 10 years ago. And what I remember so vividly to this day was spending so many days, like every hour of every day, feeling in a state of stress, like having tightness in my body, this like literally pressure and tightness in my body that would cause me to get headaches, to, you know, ruminate over stuff like over and over, to be in a, you know, like a regular feeling of worry. And like, I would actually get sick to my stomach with a phone call or an email, like anything that touched that sensitive nerve of the negative situation that I felt like I was immersed in all day, every day. It was, it was really, really hard. And I can imagine that there are people out there that feel the same way that either you're going through it or you've been through it and you know what I'm talking about. And that went on for a really long time. And I think what's interesting is I didn't necessarily know that that's kind of what was going on. I just thought like, this is how it feels to go through something hard. Like this is what I'm supposed to feel like. This is how I'm supposed to experience this. I didn't necessarily know that there was like a, a way for me to be more aware of what was happening and how to shift it. But that combination of the two words when she said like she was anxiously aware kind of like made me think awareness in a state of anxiety, like how horrible that must feel. And so I was reflecting on this. I was thinking about it. And then yesterday I went to church with my kids and this is not a message about church and faith and I don't want to go too deep into that. Um, But what I do want to share with you was from my experience. So I went to church and the message literally as I like had just had this conversation with my friend was about anxiety. (laughs) And so I was kind of like, wow, okay, how interesting that now this topic is coming up again and here I am in church and they're talking about this and they're talking about the verse in Philippians. It's uh, verse four, six and excuse me. And I wanted to just, it's literally super simple and it just says, do not be anxious about anything. And the pastor was saying like that this is actually, I didn't know this. This is the most highlighted passage in like Kindle Bibles online. It is the most highlighted passage like ever, ever. And I I thought that was like amazing. I couldn't believe that. And, you know, the context behind it, the storyline behind it, super simple, is that um, the Apostle Paul that wrote that composed that phrase during his imprisonment. Like he's literally in prison. And the message that he puts out there is, do not be anxious about anything. And so I kind of like took that with me and I was like, okay, so this lesson, obviously by, you know, knowing that it's like so uh, like ridiculously highlighted, highlighted online and, and obviously people like really embrace this, it speaks volumes to what's going on in modern day. Like it speaks volumes to me and remembering my experience and really what it tells me is like, it's all about taking a risk. Like if you are able to say, do not be anxious about anything, what you're saying is expose yourself even when it's scary. 
expose yourself even when it's hard and you're afraid and give yourself permission to become more of who you are and not allow the anxiety to be your level of awareness. Like don't sit in that state of worry and anxiety because it's it's not going to do anything for you, right? It's like counterproductive. And so I had to go deeper, right? And so if you've listened to any of my podcasts before, you know that I love words. I love definitions. I had to like go a little bit deeper into understanding this piece and not from a, again, not from like a medical side, but just from my own personal like way of learning was to like read the definition. So the definition of anxiety is about experiencing worry, unease or nervousness. Um, And I think this is anxiousness. So not the noun anxiety, but the adjective of anxious, being anxious. And so um, it's kind of like having a regular feeling that something is imminent or something is going to have like an outcome, but you don't know what it is. And so it puts you into a place of fear, right? And so, you know, it's concern, it's worries, apprehension, it's feeling fearful and really wanting something, but usually like in a state of fear, which I, again, I thought was so interesting to be like, if you want awareness, but you're in a state of anxiety, like what is that going to do for your perspective? Right? Super powerful. And so then I took it one more step further and looked at the root of the word And this is kind of what got me. The Latin root for the word anxious is to choke. I was like, oh my gosh, to, 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 to be in a state of anxiousness, to be anxious, have, you know, it's anxiety is to choke, like literally choke yourself. And I, I just, it really landed on me. Like I, it was such a really kind of like very powerful, clear meaning and it, and it really made me think so differently. And it reinforced some things that I believe to be true and that I use when I'm doing the work on myself, which also translates to the work that I do with my clients. And so it was kind of like reinforcing this whole idea that the internal really guides the external, right? So the work that you do on yourself guides what happens in the external around you because you're able to control how you feel and how you choose to react or, or act in a situation versus the external environment dictating that for you, right? So going back to, you know, my story and when I was thinking about, you know, when I was going through my divorce and going through this really turbulent time in my life, the internal approach for me to step back and say, what am I afraid of? How do I release this worry, this fear of the unknown, this sense of something else controlling me and my, you know, my physical response? Like that was an opportunity for me to recognize I don't have to be choked. I don't have to be, um, you know, kind of restricted or restrained by this feeling. I can choose to change that. And so it brought up some questions for me that I want to put out there because these are questions that I ask myself and I think that it's really powerful to 
like regularly, ask yourself some questions that are going to cause you to think, that are going to cause you to sit in a state of like thought and understanding for yourself that, you know what, you might learn something about yourself today by asking yourself a question. So one of the questions that I want you to ask yourself is, if anxiety or fear or worry is holding you back, then in order to combat this, what can you do today to bring more peace and more joy and let go of what it is that's holding you back? Like let it go of whatever that thing is that you're so afraid of that you believe is choking you or controlling you. What's one thing you can do today to let go of that and bring in more of the things that are going to release, you know, this, this physical restraint, this emotional restraint, this mental restraint that is holding you back. What's one thing. And, and that's a powerful thing. Um, I want to also share with you in, in the service, uh, church on Sunday, the other thing that was brought up was a really interesting piece of like research related to anxiety. And it was kind of scary. So this constant state of uncertainty and worry and comparison is having a really powerful effect right now, especially in our teens. And I have four of them. And this really struck a chord for me. And I know it translates even to, um, you know, other generations and age groups like anxiety exists with every generation. But from what he said, he said that teen anxiety right now is at such a high level. They compared it to the same number of people in the 1950s that were being institutionalized. So the level of anxiety in our teens right now is on par with people in the 1950s that were institutionalized for high levels of anxiety. Like it's the same. Now, so our, our teens are basically at that same level where they, in you know, six, 70 years ago, they were institutionalizing people for this. Like we have gotten to a place now in our life, in our culture, in our society, that it's so common and it's so high that it's just like the everyday. And that's crazy. It's crazy to think that this is, you know, they call it a disease of despair, a, a, you know, like we're dying of hopelessness. And if that's impacting our ability to live a full life, our ability to live longer, right? Because this literally will make us ill. Then we're basically living in this state in a world that actually has less things to be afraid of. Like in comparison to history, the things that they were afraid of in the 1950s are like significantly more than what we have to be afraid of now, but we put ourselves into this place and we're allowing ourselves to be here when we can live counter to this. We can decide and choose to consciously focus on things that are possible and focus on things that are our are, are, are desires without that fear, without the worry. We can do that, but we have to choose to do that. And sometimes because we're so integrated, because as a, as a people, right, our physical affects the emotion and our spiritual, like we tell ourselves all these stories 
as to what we should be doing and what we, you know, need to do and have to do. And we push ourselves so far to the point where we're like, we, we have a really hard time giving ourselves permission to just stop and understand ourselves better and like forgive ourselves and then also say, what do I need? What do I need right now? <laughs> the funny thing, the pastor was like, that sometimes you just need to eat cake and take a nap. Like, I thought that was so awesome. I go to such a great, very progressive church. Um, but, you know, it's true. Like, do you just need to eat cake and take a nap today and allow yourself to just be cool with it? Like, that would be so hard. I sometimes I yeah, I don't, I don't take a lot of naps, but that's not what I need. Sometimes I just need to go for a walk or watch Netflix or eat cake. Yeah, the cake part totally resonates with me. So, <laughs> so you know, I want to just kind of like really round this out for you if you're listening and hopefully still listening and, and like really want you to think about a way that you can consciously choose to be in a state that is aware, but not anxiously aware. Like how can you step outside of that worry and make a decision? How can you step outside of the fear and make a decision? How can you step outside of the anxiety and make a decision? So if we can recognize what that, like what the preoccupation is that we have around things that we're afraid of, like we literally will sit in this state and there's the research, I think I've shared this before, that as individuals, they say that we have more than 50,000 thoughts per day. 80% of them are negative and 95% of them are repetitive. So if that 20% is all that we're allowing ourselves to focus on like what's possible, then that 80% is just preoccupation with crap and preoccupation with other stories and the things that are controlling our thoughts. And it's keeping us in this like cycle of anxiety and fear and worry. And we can get out of that. And part of the reason why I do this, this podcast, is because I want to bring these conversations out. I want to give you, you know, an external perspective or a voice outside of your own head to say it is possible, but how? How is it possible? How can we shift the focus beyond our own circumstance? Because if it's robbing you of joy and you're like close enough to reach whatever it is that you want, but it's the perspective and it's the mindset that's getting in your way, then it's time to stop that. It's time to listen and bring forward new awareness that's going to bring forward joy and not choke out all of the other stuff. Like when I started to dig deeper into what like what that feeling was really coming from, it was about the fear and it's not what's on the surface, right? When I was in that state and anybody's in that state where they're like, freaking out and worried and anxious, whatever. It's not the actual thing that you're looking at. It's like what's underneath. And so there's like, I call this when I'm working on something with myself or, or my clients and we're working on something that's deeper, I call it weeding. And so it's like, you can see that the ground is like ready. It's watered. It's like, you can plant stuff or whatever. Super interesting analogy I'm talking about you know, the ground, (laughs) but like you can see there's flowers or there's an opportunity for something to bloom. And like the earth is ready to provide that cultivation and that growth. 
but the weeds that come up from underneath, like they, that's where they come from. They come from underneath. They will choke out whatever it is you're trying to grow and they will kill it. And so the two things you can do, weed them out, right? Remove them, but then continuously water and cultivate. Like it doesn't just stop. Like if you just don't do anything, it's still going to die. Whatever it is you're trying to grow. I'm a, I have a terrible green thumb, but I do know this to be true when it comes to myself and my own personal growth of how to go about that, remove the weeds that are choking it out and water and cultivate and, and actually give the opportunity for those seeds to grow. And so I want to give you some ideas. I want to give you some thoughts around like what to do with all of this, because this is a lot. And sometimes I know I, I, I'm passionate about these conversations and about these topics. And so I can like talk about this all day long, but I know sometimes you just want like, well, what can I do with it? Like, I'm tired of feeling this way. I totally get that. So here are some thoughts of what to do what to do next. Take it one thing at a time, like grab one piece of this nugget and like see if it works for you and then grab another. So the first thing is like acknowledge, acknowledge the anxiety, acknowledge what's happening and bring it into the light because you are not alone. I mean, obviously so many people feel this way. It is an epidemic. It is something that's going on. And If everybody's highlighting this phrase in the Bible, like on their Kindles, obviously this is something that's really resonating with people. So acknowledge it. You know, it's obviously so common and everyone, everyone at some point in their life feels out of control with their own thoughts. They just do. Okay. So you're not alone. Bring it into the light. And then the other thing is I want you to think about what you think about. And this is so cool because I love doing this but it's like if the worry is the stuff that's getting in your way then you worrying about it isn't going to change anything right so if you stop for a moment and I shared with you right that 80% of the time we're we're thinking about what we don't want then think about what it is that you're thinking about like give yourself space to write some things down or and like read it to yourself later and be like wow I really was in a place of worry and worrying about it and being anxious isn't going to change it. How do I acknowledge and then start to recognize what's under the surface, right? And bring that more to light versus just the thing that's going on. Worrying about the thing that's going on is just worry and you worrying about it isn't going to change it. So think about what you're thinking about and then the sec- and the, sorry, the third piece is remind yourself that you are the gatekeeper over your mind. Like you have leadership over your mind. And if the time you're spending, okay, this is something that I, I, I was thinking about as well for myself was like, if the time I'm spending um, online or, um, you know, behind a screen of some kind is like the reflection of what I believe to be true. The stories, the fear, the past. Like if I'm thinking on the things that I'm looking at on a screen and I'm not really talking to myself as far as a reflection that's not a screen, then I'm not taking control around my own personal thoughts. So 
let me kind of give you an example on this. So if my way of kind of like digging into myself is to look at what um, is on social media or to go back and like kind of just review things online, if that's my way of, you know, kind of reframing or shaping my thoughts, then I'm not really looking at my reflection. I'm just looking at a screen and the reflection that I have, like it's not in the past, it's in the current and asking myself the tough questions in the morning of what I want to focus on, what do I want to do differently, how am I shape, you know, framing my mindset, like look in the mirror and do that, not by looking on the screen. Remove that piece of the puzzle and really own the thoughts that you have based on the realities that you're seeing in the present. Okay, that's where I was going with that piece. <laughs> so stay with me here, okay? Stay with me. So um, so I put together a couple of like really specific actions. So those were kind of like conceptually the three things that I'm, you know, that you can do to start to shift the lens and the perspective that you have around anxiety and fear and worry. And so there's, I think there's three. I have them written down here, but I'm just going to go one after the other and we'll see if we have three here. So the concept here is we what we repeat, we retain. Okay. So that's for me, that's a true statement. What we repeat, we retain. And so I want you to try filling in the blank for the following statement. And the statement is I choose. And now you're going to fill in the blank with a feeling that's grounded in a positive belief about yourself that will lead to an action. Okay. So let me go over that again. What we repeat, we retain. And so I want you to fill in the blank for this statement. I choose. And you're going to fill in it with a feeling that's a positive belief about yourself that leads to an action. So here's my example. Okay. So for me, a feeling that's grounded in a positive belief about myself that leads to an action. Today, I decided that that word, that feeling is courage. Courage. Like that actually has a lot of meaning for me. But for today, there's a lot of things that I want to do that are going to be really difficult to push through. And so I'm choosing courage. So that's how I filled in my blank. I choose courage. And I'm going to repeat that because for today, that repetition is going to allow me to retain and stay in that feeling of courage that's going to actually push me into those actions that I want to do today. It's grounded in a positive belief that I am courageous. Okay, so that's that's how this all works. So I want you to think about that and fill in the blank there. Okay, the second part of this, part two, is as we were saying, like thinking about what you think about is all a matter of perspective. So my my learning on this is if you can shift the focus, you can shift the burden. And that really translates into asking two very specific questions for yourself. If you can shift the focus, you can shift the burden. This is all about your mind and training your brain. And so there's two questions. The first one is, what do you want to release and let go of today that will impact you tomorrow? Now, I know I just was like, be in the present, you know, like that's, 
that's definitely true for this particular question of what do you want to release and let go of today? But I also don't ever want you to stop moving. I don't ever want you to stop moving forward. And so thinking about what you can do today that's also going to have an impact on tomorrow is really, really like really freaking motivating. And so really think about what you want to release and let go of today that's going to impact you tomorrow. And then the second part of this piece, this work, is I want you to ask in what way or with what action, like just one, can you water and cultivate your growth each day? Like there's one thing, if you read Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about like 1% improvement and how like just doing one shift of improvement can over time really help you see the um, compounding effect of change, right? And it goes both ways. Compounding effect of positive change, compounding effect of not so positive change, you know? And so if you think of one way or one action that you can do to, again, support your own growth, cultivate the growth that you have every single day. It could be something simple. Like for me, it's lately, this has been a a thing that I'm trying to work on every day lately to cultivate and water my growth is listening to more audiobooks. And, you know, super easy to say, oh, I don't have the time for that. Guess what? I do. And I make the time in my day to prioritize that because I know how powerful it is for me. And it is moving me forward and it's 30 minutes. I mean, like I don't need hours. I just have 30 minutes and guarantee you I will actually do it with something else that I love to do, like go for a walk or, you know, just like even if I'm honestly, sometimes I'm cooking and I'm like putting my headphones in for 30 minutes and just tuning everything else out and listening to an audiobook and then probably burning my food. But it works for me and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting what I want out of the day and I'm cultivating myself every day. So that's something that has been working for me. So I'm sharing that as an invitation for you to try that as well. And then the last piece I want you to consider is, this is kind of related to what I just said to you, is that I'm combining some of the things that I'm doing to cultivate myself with things that I love to do, the things that bring me joy. And so how can you pursue joy without chasing it? Like chasing is a reaction. Well, or even running because like when something's chasing you, you like run the other way. And so if you pursue it, which is something as desire, then you're going to really want it. Like it's you choosing to do that. So if you can pursue joy without chasing it, then one of the ways you can do this is just start by making a list like bring it to light, make a list of what brings you joy. There's no set number of things like no minimum, no maximum, just no rules, no judgment. Just start the list and leave space for it to keep growing and add to it and keep doing that because it will bring forward more of that awareness for you, like joyful awareness. How, how awesome is that to be joyfully aware versus anxiously aware? right? I mean, go back to the phrase that I shared with you. Do not be anxious about anything. The opposite of worry and anxiety is trust. It's faith. It's calm. It's ease. And so if in yourself, 
you can focus on being resilient, learning in the process, using your core strength, navigating through discomfort, like you're going to bring forward this, you know, this light of trust and faith and calm and joy and ease and all of the things that, you know, you can be aware of in a really positive, powerful way, not one that's restricting or choking or cutting off your ability to grow. So that was a lot. I realized that and I really, really appreciate if you spent the time today to listen to this and to be thoughtful about some of the things that you're thinking about and maybe even try some of the exercises that I shared or if you have questions about it. I would love to hear from you. I would love to, you know, offer any other resources that have worked for me or ideas, suggestions. Um, but at the end of the day, you're doing the one doing the work and you're the one choosing to do that. And I'm so, so, so excited to hear how that's going for you. So in the meantime, please share this with somebody maybe that could really benefit from it. Um, send me a message, send, you know, comment, whatever, however you can reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. And in the meantime, with love and laughter, have an amazing day.